Hello everyone and welcome to Generally Casual, the place where you can learn anything and everything casually. Hello. My name's Michael and as always joined with me is my brother Richard. Michael. What? Hi. Good to hear from everybody today. Good to be alive today. Good day to be alive. That's right. You know why? Because I get to see my brother. Sure. I, I was going to say our topic of conversation today is a good one in that it attracts listeners, hopefully. <laughs> uh, anyways, sorry that for was, the weird, that was creepy clown <laughs> laugh that I did at the end there. Um, uh, today we are talking about magnets. Uh, and there's the a very power of attraction. Yes, the power of attraction. Um, and the reason why we're doing this is because I was talking to Richard like well, a few days ago uh, over over like the weekend. A, yeah, over the uh, thing was like, and I was a week like, ago. Richard, there are things in life that we don't use anymore, and in the it, same way that we used to. Yeah, and I was like, you know. You know, magnets on the fridge used to be a thing. I have magnets in my classroom that I'm using to hold things up because I have to. And and we so during this conversation, um, I don't know if I ever brought it up. My fridge currently is not magnetic. What? I cannot put magnets on my fridge. They will not stick. Did you test that? Yes. Recently? Yes. Because the, the, of the conversation? No, no, no. no. Uh, Before okay. that. So when we when we moved into our house and everything like and that. And you're we, like, I'm going to put things oh, on the fridge. Because we have a whole bunch of magnets because we yeah. used to put them on our old fridge. So I tried it and it doesn't work. The fridge is not does not have any iron or metal or anything in the front to magnetically well, stick anything to. Why? Don't know. It's, a, lar- it's a large fridge. So the other thing I, I would assume uh, also that um, as higher technology and newer technology fridges have come out that they have stuff built into them. So like, as an example, a lot of the new fridges have like Bluetooth and touch screens and a bunch mm-hmm. of other stuff. They probably would not have magnets in that because then it might affect the screen. So, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to put magnets near computer things generally because, okay. um, like old hard drives, uh, VHS tapes to date myself, um, <laughs> cassette tapes, uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff. If you put magnets near it, that messes with it. In which case, then it becomes unusable. Oh my god! Oh, I'm is that reading, a thing now? No, I'm just reading horrible things about fridge doors now. Oh, <laughs> I just found an article from 2015 going the terrifying reason refrigerator doors are magnetic today. They are or are not? They well, they should be. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, vintage refrigerators looked all cute and retro, but they had a deadly feature that the latches on them only open from the outside. Outside, yeah, yeah. So you know, kids would get into them and just it, die. Yeah, because it gets stuck. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Was I reading this while you were describing that? No, no, no. no I, just, okay, I just okay. knew about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So in 1956, they developed a new safety act that made them like made them have magnetic mechanisms, and that's the reason why they can stay closed is because oh. they're magnetic. Oh, so the magnets keep. Oh, actually, yeah, the doors themselves, like uh, the strip, a lot. So like, if you have a regular fridge that it's like a horizontal fr- or a, a vertical fridge that has two doors next to each other, yeah, there's usually a magnetic strip 
that would then stick to the uh, inside of the fridge. So that way it's harder to open, but it stays sealed. Yeah, and that's because the magnetization of that part would spread throughout the door. Yeah, so that makes sense. the door sense. then would become magnetic because there is a magnetic strip attached to it. Yeah, interesting. I well, didn't even think about also, that. Also, that's good. Good job. But I I would also say yours because there's a, there's a degree of separation between the magnets that your your fridge door uses to seal itself and because you have a double layer yeah, like yeah. in the in the in the cabinet doors is like that's probably why. Well, I, I would assume but I I'm talking about the the magnetics on the outside of the fridge, like on the door itself so that we could stick magnets to it. Um which means that there would be some sort of metal plate underneath the surface of the fridge. Yeah. Um if not the fridge door just being actually made right. of metal. I, yeah. If if the yeah, exactly. Usually it's like aluminum, which is not magnetic, but it mm. has some sort of iron in it, so yeah. that way it would be. Yeah. Um but I did find it interesting. This is the first fridge that I, I have ever that's not used magnetic. that's not magnetic on the outside. So I can't stick well, anything. Make sure to you it. don't have any cats or children who try to get inside. Well, I don't know about the door. The door probably is magnetic, but uh, on true. the outside of the door, it's not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, old retro fridges actually used to be the same way as like meat lockers. They have like a handle on the outside yeah. that would then click and lock. And that obviously is uh-huh. not child, that's child not safety that's at not, all. Yeah. And that's also why people had a problem with that Indiana Jones movie when he was in it and the nuke went off. Oh, yeah. Because, because of the latch. A, yeah. Because an old fridge. And it was like, how did you get out of that fridge? Yeah. It you should have been latched. locked inside. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. We, we learned about fridges today, Richard. Yeah. Um, but magnets. <laughs> yeah. But mag- well, and the reason why, like, we we're, were talking about that, right? And it was like, well, you know, like, people don't really use magnets for anything else. And I actually went shopping at a neighborhood Target for magnets. And yes. there were, the, the lady looked at me going, what are you talking about? Magnets? I'm like, I'm like, like a magnet to stick things to like a fridge. And they were like, Oh, and then they walked away from me for like, like five minutes and they came back and they're like, no, we have nothing like that. And I'm like, it's not a common household thing anymore. Yeah. And even like the little rotational, um, what's the magazine rack? Like what are those things called? A magazine rack? Yeah. But oh, like, you're talking about lazy Susan? Like in the yeah. kitchen? No. Yes, but no. But like the things that used to have magnets on them. Like you would buy them and it would say your name on them. And then oh, oh, like a like a clearance rack or yeah, things yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Those used to be or all like, over the place. Or like a touristy store, place yeah, they would yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they still are very touristy places. Yeah, yeah. But I mean like. Kitschy, kitschy magnets. Yeah, kitschy magnets. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. But Target is not a New place band name, for Richard. kitschy. Kitschy, kitschy magnets. magnets. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ska band <laughs> that all of the album covers would need to have like the designs of those kitschy magnets then each as album as, title as long as the album is not a magnet because then it'll ruin the cd that you're trying to this use. is true but at the same time then at all of their shows they would sell all the kitschy kitschy, kitschy magnets. magnets oh yeah. man that sells so good yeah hey uh, if you bring them back if you bring want them back. if you want kitschy magnet mer- merchandise you let us know yeah we're not we, we're not gonna make any uh IPs, we're, we're not you know, gonna we're not gonna no albums yeah we don't we'll just make, make music anymore we'll just make merch yeah and and kitschy magnets kitschy magnets <laughs> we're gonna have a magnet that just says kitschy magnet <laughs> do you want the kitschy magnet magnet yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be like made of wood of some kind because all of those stupid kitschy magnets are made out of wood like usually they're like a burnt like and it says it says live life love yeah <laughs> or just as a name usually like <laughs> this is a really good idea yeah i hope you think it's a good idea we're not just stupid but you know <laughs> we probably are we it's probably okay. are like we accept it. we're casually stupid over here <laughs>
Another another band name. <laughs> Casually, Casually stupid. <laughs> Man, we're full of them today. We're, we're full of them today. So I figured a fun a fun thing would do. Maybe not fun's a strong word for a lot of things. Um, <laughs> a is, boring example of no. a boring example of what fun is. <laughs> Um, is uh, to go over like kind of where Magnix came from. I'm not going to give you an in-depth history, but I'm going to like... Spoiler alert. It's the Earth. The Earth is where Magnix came from. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, Magnix existed as Earth before actual minerals and stones on Earth were magnetic. Yes. (laughs) Hey, you learned something here today. But what we're trying to go over is is how they came to be in society. How did the how did the monkey humans exactly go? Things stick together. (laughs) Wow. Um, So it's theorized, or at least historians say, like the earliest documentation was actually in China um, of using uh, magnets as compass. As a compass. Um, And there's also other indications out there in history that. I don't know why I put Arabian and Indian. That was just, I don't know what I wrote there. Uh, Maybe it's the area, yeah. the Asian area, including India, yeah. Arabia of the time. Arabia. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Um, and like they were, there also was records of basically either one of them having the technology as well. But basically, early magnets were used as compasses. Comp- compassi. No, com- I'm pretty com- sure it's com- compasses. Compass. <laughs> Compassa. Compassa. <laughs> um, and then um, in 800 a year. Um, <laughs> 800 a year, yep. Uh, the Greeks a lot found of pieces of a mineral called magnetite, and they found it attracted pieces of iron. Um, this is what they called lodestones. And um, they also uh, basically used... I don't remember what they use the technology. I think they still use this compass. They basically made a lot of compasses for a long time out of this. But the discovery of lodestone, um, I saw this. Uh, I don't know how true it is because it was kind of a bad cartoon. Yep. But it was like basically that there was, I think, a Chinese emperor who basically built giant gates out of lodestones. Oh. And then they would basically be like, yo, come and get me, armies. And then the armies would get dragged over to the lodestones. But that's hard to believe to me because that means the magnets would have to be really, really strong. Yeah, I mean, a lot of today's magnets and why they're so strong has to do with, like, electric current and stuff Mm -hmm. going into them Mm -hmm. um, and, like, amplifying the power of what the magnet can do. Yeah, and I was like... Electromagnet. I didn't write any of that down, but I did watch a little video of how it's made and then I can... Oh, an electromagnet? I can... Any kind of magnet. Oh, okay. Uh, I kind of describe it. Um, then the next big discovery, you know, sorry for you history people and people who love magnets who know the full history. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> we have it. no idea. We what. don't want to go fully no. into 500 years of magnet history. Yeah. Um, the next person who basically did something really important was Pierre de Medicourt, um, who basically found out poles on magnets existed. So, oh, what, okay. What this, person... your note, your note made it sound like he just found poles somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like you just walked in the middle of the Hey, there's a pole. Oh, I found another pole. And the I found poles. Were, and then the poles just and then, to each other. And then magically had something to do with magnets. Yeah. Uh, basically took a like magnetic pole and then slowly brought a compass around it. And um, Oh, and he saw how it he affected ske- him. He sketched out basically oh, oh, oh. what he saw. And he is the he's basically uh, credited with 
the first sketching of what the arcs around um yeah like a magnetic field yeah magnet what a magnetic field the polarity fields and from that he discovered that a magnet usually has poles both a positive and negative positive and negative pole yes like the north and south pole correct um the next big discovery was still by pierre de mericourt who used that information to basically develop the uh, freely pivoting dry compass. Because back then... Oh, that's supposed to say for ships. Yes. I For hips. No, it's his hips. His hips. Uh, basically, <laughs> what they used to have before, on boats at least, was a block of wood inside... Inside uh, would be like a bunch of water, and then there would be like a little magnet floating on top of like a, a leaf or something. Um, and they'd be able to, like, whichever way it's pointing would be, like, true north, I think. Oh. Casual information. Um, and basically, Pierre de Mericourt was like, hey, why don't we stop doing that craziness? Because anytime you're on, like, rough seas, you, you can't That's see anything. Do like, anything. it doesn't do anything anymore. That because, water's going to go all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Or just that you're not going to be able to ever figure out because it'd be whacking and moving. Yeah, whacking all around. Uh-huh. And so use that knowledge to make the... Um, Freely pivoting dry compass, which is sort of closer to the p- compasses we have today. Oh, okay. Which are freely the ones dry that are Yeah, the pivoting. ones that are basically in the like metal casing. That Correct, has a little, yes. Okay. Um, and basically uh, overhauled uh, naval um, navigation. Okay. And the last big thing um, that I wanted to cover was Michael Faraday. Michael uh, Faraday. Uh, Michael Faraday is credited with a lot of different inventions. Uh, but at least in magnetism, there's two big ones that I wanted to cover, which was the Faraday cage and the electric jet generator. Okay. Um, he is also one of the few people who really took the advancements of, what do you say? An electric, electro conductor? Electro magnets? Electro. Electromagnets? Yeah, which you put, like, you wrap a bunch of wiring around oh, a piece yeah, of metal yeah, yeah. and then send an electric current through it yeah. and then it becomes magnetized. It's, yeah, it, it becomes, becomes like super magnetized. Yeah, it becomes, an, it, it is a magnet at that right. point. Um, so he's also one who experimented with that. Yeah. And so basically. Oh, uh, what, is, what is a Faraday cage? Oh, that's exactly. Ex- excellent. So basically, <laughs> if you put. Um, uh, I'm going to butcher this whole thing. But if you put a magnetic current. Uh, basically, if you make a magnetic current and like compress it, it like in basically like a wall, and then you have that go around a whole object, then you can basically block um electromagnetic electromagnetic waves from hitting that area. Okay, so, so it can block out radio waves. Yeah, it can block out like a cell, phone signals. cell phone signals. So it's a way to create like a dead zone in an area. Yes. And so we use that today to basically keep sensitive electrical equipment from being damaged by errant waves. Right. Yeah. No Uh, interference inside of that cage. And then the other thing he did was make the electric generator, which we use today for modern electric cars, uh, electric motors, uh, which is basically just like magnetize uh, a disc and the disc rotates. Yeah. And And it kind of as little friction as possible. It just kind of keeps going. Correct. Yes. Right, and it generates energy. Yeah. Um, and so that's how Faraday has really contributed to magnets today by creating very useful gadgets out of them. So uh, I guess the funny thing about magnets is they... Obviously, we've talked about the, kind of the kitschiness and other things like that. Um, but what I found interesting Talk about... about kitschy magnets? Yep. 
about our conversation about them is that um, you don't see them, but they exist everywhere. They exist in a lot of places you don't expect them to be mm-hmm. because now they're useful in technology as opposed to just being this gimmicky thing. Yeah, and uh, something I didn't mention because it was a couple different inventors was the wh- the biggest impact of why we didn't use magnets for a long time is because we didn't really understand them. Yeah. Um, there was a long-held belief that an electrical, electrical field or electric current and a magnetic field were actually two different areas of study and was two different representations in science and math. Um, eventually, with all these other great inventors and historians and um, scientists, they discovered that an electric field and a magnetic field operate exactly the same, and they are just two sides of the same coin. Cool. Yeah, and that's actually what's really cool is like using that idea is why we can do uh, use them in modern day and why we why we don't see them everywhere when they're actually literally everywhere. Yeah. So one, a lot of what you think of today, um, and actually there, there have been more and more powerful, just magnets themselves without the use of electric. Um, but as an example in the seventies and now, um, speakers in general, um, use magnets, um, and have been using magnets for quite a long time because they, what they do is they cause the sound waves um, with an electrical charge to then vibrate against a yeah. specific thing. Usually it's like a cone of some kind. And that's what then causes the reverberation of the air to then cause sound um, into your ear holes. Um, so you're Whoa. technically listening to probably something that uses a magnet right now, uh-huh. um, whether it's earbuds or speakers on your phone or speakers in your car yeah. or things like that. All of that. Is coming through magnets. You know, if there was a good magnet, our, U- our RV probably wouldn't have broken down. That's true. Yeah. Because then it would have held the, the piece it in place. It would have held the piece in place. Yeah, That's right. exactly. Um, I, I, it's kind of crazy to me, like, how magnets are really used everywhere, but we don't see them. Uh, I mean, my favorite things are the future technology coming out of them, but we'll, we'll get that in time. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're, like, used in cassette tapes. Old and, school and cassette film. And yeah, film. Yeah, and film. Because... Uh, those that's magnetic film, yes. and so it holds a picture in place due to magnet. I I I didn't research that entirely, but I know I knew it was magnetic tape that they used. Yeah, so that's how more or less cassettes work. Mm-hmm. Uh, old school cassette tapes is there's literally a roll of uh, film on it that gets organized in a certain way. Um, that then goes through a reader. Um, to pick up how the the pattern is, and that's usually where the sound or video comes from. Yeah. Um, that's partially why um, cassette tapes and VHS tapes, if you took a magnet to them, it erased them because it dishevels the information. Mm-hmm. So if you took a powerful enough magnet and you just wipe it over, literally just held it over a cassette tape or a VHS tape, that that's now ruined. You can't use it anymore. And for a really long time, that's also why your credit cards and your IDs, what, what they're still true today. But I mean, like, yeah, in certain cases, why yeah. randomly they would stop working is yeah. because the magnetic strip that's on the bottom of your cards and your IDs uh, was a lot more sensitive. Yes. Nowadays, because there's chip cards and other things like that, it's it's a lot different yeah. because that information is 
held in a more secure area. Yeah, and less likely to just randomly die. Die, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the most prevalent use of magnets, and probably most people could imagine this if you've seen Brave Little Toaster or Toy Story, is the large crane that has a huge magnet on the other end. Oh, yeah, like in like a uh, like a, a car destruction place. Exactly, yeah, 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 where it just goes up and Like sucks. a dump that just picks up a car and then puts mm-hmm, it in a... Mm-hmm. And a compactor. Yeah, that just sucks you up, and then it, like, dumps you in the conveyor belt, and you get all squished up, or you throw it in a furnace. Yeah, yeah that's for cars, not necessarily for people, but yes. It's people crushers and yeah, people sure, furnaces. Sure, you know, that's, that's People inside cool. of cars that maybe a mob person put them in. Yeah, know. that was like the magician show. What, Unmasked, or whatever that was? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the magician's secrets. <laughs> <laughs> that's another show from the... Early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah, maybe he used magnets to get there out of go. all of his He things. probably used a ton just, of magnets. He put a magnet right over the lock, and the lock was like, I can't handle this. The magnetic waves are opening me up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a phrase. Uh, um, and so, like, actually, there's a lot of magnets being uh, used in the automotive industry with basically all the new electric cars coming out because the greater... The, the greater that technology is and the more efficient it is, basically stronger magnets, uh, other science that goes in there, you, somebody will correct me out there and tell me, no, it's not stronger magnets, it's better other technology. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> magnets. And they're basically making like a stronger electric vehicles that can last longer, are more efficient, use less energy, uh, use less actual power and can remain on less power for longer. Uh, which is really cool. I mean, I like that magnets ha- are being used to basically help keep this world alive a little longer. So something interesting to keep in mind is uh, how we talked about the kitschy stuff first. Kitschy desk toys all have a lot of magnets involved with them usually because they're perpetual motion devices. And yeah. usually magnets are involved in re um, establishing that kinetic energy mm-hmm. in those. Um, so it would usually like there'd be a ball that goes down yeah. and then it will come back around and then the magnet will then drag the ball up or something like that to get yeah. it over the little hump of oh. it losing that kinetic energy. And funnily enough, that's also why some of those are bad because of the magnets too strong. And it like, like a lot of times if you've got like a disc and two magnets, the disc will just rotate really fast. Cause if it, if it finds the perfect balance, then every time it swings past the magnet, instead of getting stuck, it'll just push it away from itself. So that's the in the the enacting the um, I forgot what it's called when a thing can do power itself infinitely. Yeah, that's perpetual motion. Oh yeah, infinite perpetual motion is a yeah. myth because of friction. Yes, yes. Unless it's in space, and then it can be achieved. Uh, anything eventually has a decaying rate of kinetic energy. Yes. Um, and this actually goes into some beautiful future technology is hoverboards. Um, hoverboards. Oh, I was say bullet trains as well. Oh that's yeah, a back current trains, technology. Yes. Uh, well, hoverboards are sort of, sort of exist. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but hoverboards only exist if it's like in an incredibly chill, like if the magnet's incredibly chilled, because oh, then cold? It's, uh, yeah, it's really cold. Uh, because then it actually works. Uh, like it should, and it becomes like uh, uh it's stupid word but super magnet i don't remember they have a better word for it out of there but it kind of still sounds like super magnet um and like a super conduct no i don't know superconductor uh, sure sure um and it it fully repels itself and is able to stay levitated 
Um, so things like Back of the Future could be possible one day, uh, even though maybe a hoverboard isn't the smartest idea because there's no yeah, friction to get you moving. It's a little bit kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. But a maglev train is really cool, uh, like the one day they have in Japan, because it helps power the train up to like three, four hundred, five hundred yeah. miles an hour. It's it's as close to a frictionless environment as you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, other than so, as a counterexample to that, what they were trying to do with the like super bullet thing that Elon Musk was trying to do, the super tube or whatever. Yeah, super tube. Um, is that that those balls are put in a vacuumed environment instead, which is as close to a frictionless environment as yeah. you get without magnets. Um, magnets generally have a frictionless environment because nothing's touching. Um, yeah. it's it's literally the magnets themselves are perfectly perfectly balanced, so that way the 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 polar opposites are just keeping them floating. Yeah. Um, and I could do I could do a whole. Uh, maybe we will do a lovely little podcast on um, uh, real life technology that's been inspired by animals. Oh, okay. Um, and the maglev train is actually a really good example of that because they used um, they used a bunch of different pieces of animals, stuff that nature has created, uh, to build the the train. Like the front of the train is based on a beak. Uh, because oh. it's aerodynamic, right? And other parts of the train were also like the, the same, um, but we can we don't have to talk about that. Today. No, not, not today. But yeah. that's a that's a good. But this same thing also involves like uh, some mythical like technology. Um, I wrote down mag mag gun, but it's actually the Mac cannon from Halo. Uh, Mac means ma- uh, magnetic accelerated something. Uh, See cannon. Magnetic yeah. accelerator cannon. That's what it is. Wow. Um, and it has Mac rounds, which are just large hunks of metal that are literally, and that's what a railgun is too. Yeah. Um, that literally just gets sucked down this cannon and basically send it at such a ridiculous speed that it doesn't need to be anything more than just a hunk of metal. Because yeah, it'll just tear through. Yeah, whatever. it'll literally like hit something so hard that it'll just crack through it. Yeah, it'll, it'll crack through it or it'll shatter and then basically cause shrapnel to go everywhere at high speeds as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, that's exactly what a railgun is too. It's just a smaller projectile yeah. and it just shoots it based off of magnetic force. That's also what the train is. Yeah. Like the train's just like, hey, go fast, go fast, go fast. Okay, you got to slow down. Like yeah. stop being so crazy train. Yeah. Uh, Let's create more friction. Yeah, exactly. Friction. So uh, mag- mag- magnets have such a wild use to them. That in the future, they're probably going to be like a, a lot of what our future technology is based on because theoretically, they're easier to make. Um, they're very efficient. The process of energy uh, conversion, yeah, for sure. The process of which is like you make a sand mold of a U shape of a magnet and then you pour a bunch of magnetic material together and melt it all together, eject it into that, and then you have magnetic metal. And then you just. Well, and usually it auto sorts itself out in terms of like its polarity because it's like, all right, I I know I'm stuck in this shape. Exactly. So let's go to the poles where we're we're gonna go. And then in that, I think they make so it depends what they want the magnet for, but then they can make rings, they can make U shapes, and they basically give it a tiny uh, uh, polarizing charge of a tiny magnetic field to it, and then they can use a super uh, superconductor or the spirally thing. The spirally thing, yeah, yep. electromagnetic, yeah, 
conductor, electroconductor. Um, and then they can just amp up the, the magnetic field on something. So, like, the really, really strong ones have, have been, like, perfected to be able to, like, yeah, I, this I don't will even literally know. smush your hand. I was going to say, I don't even know what, you know, how far they've come in terms of magnetic technology. Mm-hmm. But basically in the, like, mid to late 90s, the popular magnet of choice was the neodymium magnet, um, which is constantly used in speakers and stuff like oh, that. Okay. That was their main thing. Um, because it gave a perfected, very clear sound mm-hmm. in like headphones. Yeah. Um, and they were very, they could also make them extremely small too. Um, uh, but I have no idea if they've came up with a better magnet other than neodymium. Well, and that's the thing is like magnets have all sorts of like if you wanted you could put it on a on a somebody who has a blind person has a cane, and you could put a little magnet on the end. And then you could put tiny little magnets all along the sidewalks. And then anytime they would walk, if they felt the tug of the a pull. magnet, yeah, the pull of a magnet, they would know they're getting too close or too close to the road. Um, they can, you know, so use them for self-driving cars. They can put little magnets all throughout the road to help the car itself navigate where it needs to go based on the, the magnets on the ground, which are also tied to, you know, some sort of microchip and other technology to help the car. So I see on your list also cancer detecting pills. What oh, did you read about something? I did read about that and I didn't understand it. Oh, cool. I just put it on the list. It was like cancer detecting pills. I didn't know how magnets factored in it. And then I read it and I was like, I don't understand. I this. still don't understand it. Yeah, I still don't understand this. So you're like, this seems really cool, but is way above my my medical knowledge yep. to understand how mm-hmm. these things work. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the important thing is magnets. Yeah. And <laughs> You know what's great is that we actually live on the biggest magnet around, which is the Earth. And it also shows you, like, what the Earth can do with its magnetic field. Its magnetic field literally reflects so much stuff around our planet. Uh, and without it, we would just be incinerated alive. Yep. Uh, because it helps deflect sun rays. It helps keep our atmosphere in along with the spin. Um, it helps push things away like bigger meteorites will get caught up in that. And, you know, if we can, if we make magnets like that and can use them in ships, I mean, like, you know, limitless possibilities. Yeah. I mean, eventually we could uh, then use magnets in certain ways to then use for space travel and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just so that way we could almost have like a shielding type thing. Anything that is magnetic would get repelled by that. Yeah. And in the really baseline, you could just have magnetic boots and you could stick the things walk up things yeah if we really learn how to turn those off and on and, and keep the same magnetic level but you know turn into real life people geckos yeah and climb up and down buildings yeah that's what we want that's what we want people we, geckos or sp- spider people you know yeah. whatever whatever you no, want people call geckos yeah um <laughs> if you want to learn more about magnets just give us a heads up uh, we really enjoyed. Uh, to, I don't know. I we had a weird sense of joy when we first started this. It was like it was like when we <laughs> talked about fridges weird. and we talked about kitschy magnets. Uh, um, and new album coming out in twenty twenty three. Yeah, kitschy, <laughs> kitschy magnets. magnets. It, it'll be the highlight of twenty twenty three. That's right. If you were looking for it, um, you can find us anywhere uh, generally casual at gmail dot com and anywhere generally casual on podcasts. We're on all podcasting platforms. We would love for you to like, uh, subscribe, and share. Uh, the Follow. Big, yes. Uh, our biggest thing is by 
word of mouth or sharing or just, you know, following us on whatever platform that helps get our name out there and get us a little bit more uh, friendly algorithm speak. Yeah. And uh, since we're trying to do better about it, but we're putting out TikToks and trying to gain a, a following on that as well. If mm-hmm. you want to throw down on some generally casual TikToks with our bad jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can outdo us on some uh, bad jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Duet. Yeah, I like to watch bad jokes a lot on TikTok. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, you yeah, sent yeah. me a, f- a handful of them. Yeah, they're great. They're really good. <laughs> uh, anyways, we'll see you next time. Next week on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.